Yeah. Ooh. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me Over Podcast, episode 82. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host, to my right. You know him. You love him. He's the 10th wonder of the world, the puncher of walls, Dicklicious himself, Richard Garcia. Hey, hey, hey. And that was a very enthusiastic welcome to everyone, by the way. I mean, I'm just trying to build up the uh, the excitement, the fun, the fun that's about to happen on the show. Yes, sir. Uh, I like that. I like that. There's a lot to get into. Uh, you got your NXT invasion angle. You got Survivor Series right around the corner. Uh, AEW full gear is tonight. Yes, sir. Uh, which we're going to get our predictions to. We're going to cover Raw, SmackDown, unfortunately. Um, do we have to cover Raw and SmackDown? Uh, we do. We oh, Unfortunately, okay. we do. But we also get to cover AEW and NXT. There is a plus to the minus. So there, okay, there is. There's okay. definitely a silver lining. But before we get into that, let's give it up to our sponsors this week. Give it up to our friends and yours at lapelya.com. If you're ever in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to lapelya.com. Use our promo code PUTMEOVER. And in turn, that website will put you over and you get 20% off your entire order. Um, just hop on those Acolyte shirts. They might even be sold out. So definitely go to the website, see what they got, and uh, and buy some stuff because they put out a great product and they're great people. Also, make sure to go check out our friends at Grudge Match Brand Apparel on Instagram and grudgematchbrand.com for all of your Grudge Match brand merchandise. They got, uh, I mean, you, we, we speak their praises every single week. Absolutely. But we're going to keep doing it because they deserve it and they're awesome people. And shout out to them every week as always. Absolutely. We we're going to get uh, actually uh, Remy and Tawny from Grudge Match on the show this week. Didn't work out. We need to have Byron here, I think, to get that work because I want to have some video. I want to be able to show their merchandise and uh, get you guys excited. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Um, the worlds of rock and wrestling have converged, and they are grudge match brands. So definitely go check them out. Turn on them notifications because their their pre-sales sell out pretty fast. So definitely go check that out. And make sure to go to ch- check out PutMeOver.com for all of your PutMeOver merchandise. We got hats. We got stickers. We got cell phone cases. We have... Um, we have anything. I mean, you just you, ask for it. You name it, we'll do it. Shit, we'll probably do barbecue in the future as well. Barbecue. Put me over barbecue, dude. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Let's get barbecue, dude. Let's do that. All right, that's going to do it this week for the show, guys. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, those are all the plugs. Let's get into the news. Let's get into some dicks. Dirty news. Take it away, dick. All right, man. So... Last week we were talking about the whole Saudi, uh, the whole uh, fiasco from Saudi Arabia, especially after what happened with Crown Jewel, um, and it just turns out that we really don't know what's going on with it. Um, you know, we've heard conflicting stories saying that um, Vince held up the the king for a couple hours until he gets his money. It was reported one point six hundred million, then sixty million, and. People are saying within the company that no, it's not a big deal. It was it was a mechanical failure. But this whole situation has just been very weird, and this is what happens when you're dealing with an authoritarian regime. I mean, the fact that how many flights does WWE take a year, and they've never had a problem, they've never missed a show. Exactly. Um, and then this one time they go to Saudi Arabia, all of a sudden they get stranded for 14 hours. It doesn't add up. That's the thing. And then it also doesn't add up that it wasn't the entire talent, because Vince had left in his own personal flight. See, I'm not going to get mad at him for that. He probably took off thinking everything's fine. Yeah. I'm not, everyone's I'm not, getting, I'm not, I'm not mad at that Everyone's either. talking shit like, oh, Vince should be with his, like, you know, maybe there's no. a miscommunication. I'm not going to fault Vince for leaving. Um, there are people that are upset that um, they don't think they're top 20 talent. The top 20 flight. Let's yeah. talk about that right there. You know, um, so those that were part of that top 20 flight, they, they took the initiative to get their own uh, charter plan to head back to the States thinking that they're going to make it in time for SmackDown, which turns out they didn't end up making it at all. Yeah. Do you think there's do you think there's smoke to that fire as far as the top 20 goes, as far as, like, kind of, like, what do you think about the whole situation? I'm, I'm I mean, curious. I, I would have been just like everybody else, like, let me get the fuck out of here. I'll pay the money. Just get me out of here. Yeah. Um, and if those people have money, I mean, maybe the, the locker room is, you know, a little disjointed that way. Um, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people are making a lot of, a lot to do about nothing. Um, and then I also think that there's a conspiracy and the Saudi government was trying to fuck over Vince McMahon. 
because um, apparently he cut the Saudi feed. I don't I don't know anything. Um, right. I don't have any confirmation from that. I haven't seen anybody from Saudi Arabia complaining that their feed got cut. Um, but that was something that that happened that goes into the whole storyline of, oh, well, the Saudi government and WWE aren't seen eye to eye. They also um, conveniently announced a extended partnership where they're going to be doing two shows a year going forward, um, which is very uh, convenient that there's this big fallout. But on the surface, they're just right. like, hey, look the other way. We're, everything's fine here. Look, we just extended our offer. Um it's fishy. It's definitely fishy, just based on the fact that they fly probably hundreds of times a year. And they were doing two shows already a, a year because uh, this past year would be their se- this year was their second was their second show in 2019. Super showdown. And then last year they did two shows in 2018. Greatest Royal Rumble, and also um, Crown yeah, Jewel. Cr- Crown Jewel. So the first Crown Jewel. So they were doing two shows, but the fact that they had to announce it and make it like, well, this is official now, it's just like. Okay, what 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 really is going on behind the scenes? And it really, we really don't know un, 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 unless I mean, only a few people know what what really happened behind the scenes. So it just this whole situation has just been really, really, really weird. Uh, yeah. I mean, but we got we got the invasion from that. So I mean, there is a silver lining. Silver to that. lining. But we're gonna get into why it's already falling apart. Yes. Uh, but what else we got, Dick? All right. So two. Um. So um. Impact Wrestling, they did uh, make an announcement. Um, they didn't have a previous show. Um, the recent show was that they announced that um, Tessa Blanchard is going to be the number one contender going after the Impact World Championship currently held by Sammy Callahan. So are we going to see a potential first for Impact having the first woman to hold a man a, a men's world championship? And it's not just Impact. It's really in, in, in general. Sorry, I fell asleep while you were talking about that. Who cares? I don't care. You have nothing to say about... Uh, I mean, go for it. If, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do with their company, go for it. Um, I, there's already a women's title. Like, I don't know. I just feel like everyone's in a rush to do first evers. Um, so if this is what they want to do, I mean, cool. By all means. It's not going to move the needle for me. It's not going to make me be like, oh, Tessa Blanchard's the new world champion of Impact. I need to watch that. Um, well, I mean, it's not going to move the needle. I mean, I'm not. I mean, if you're I'm not already, already not watching Impact now, you're not going to watch it anyways. Yeah, I mean, I watched. I watched a little of last week's show, and it's it's okay. I just, uh, what's his name? Josh Matthews really just grinds my dick, dude. I I don't know if that's a sounds bad or it's a bad thing. What that I'm trying to say that sounds pretty bad right there. Um, um, <laughs> grind your gears, not grind your dick. Yeah. Um. I I, I his commentary is so grating. Um. I I can't take. I can't. I have to listen. Don Callis is fine, um, but Josh Matthews really just—it's his voice is really grating to me. He it, it sounds like a real life douchebag, and he probably is a real life douchebag to, to to tell you the truth. Yeah, I don't know. It's th- not only that, but like he's trying to—he's trying to do a version of WWE on Impact. I feel like with like hyping up matches that are not very, like I don't know. He's. He's too WWE for impact. Is 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 that what you're trying to say? Not not only that, but like the way that he presents impact, um, like you shouldn't watch anything else. This is the greatest wrestling on the planet. Like, first of all, no, you're you're not relevant. I don't know. For me, that kind of just takes me out of like enjoying what I'm watching. Like, don't compare yourself to anybody. Like, just say like we're we're you know doing our best. I don't know. I don't know what, what Impact needs to do to get me to pay attention it, to it. It is, I mean, it is irrelevant. I they guess have Brian say. Cage. They have a lot of good guys. I just don't care. And it doesn't help that there's a, a lot of other wrestling there's in the world, too. Too much good wrestling. There's too much wrestling right now. There's, the product is definitely oversaturated. Um, with it's good like the same reason why I don't shop at Walmart. I just don't want to. It, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't agree with them. That's fair enough. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be something right there as far as, um, I mean, for me personally, like um, I, I have no problem with it whatsoever. The only thing I could see is that if what if it's like a man challenging for a women's championship? There's gonna be th- like, where's the line? Where's the line, right? I mean, you might as well just have an intergender match and just have and just have do an that. intergender champion, which I'm totally fine with. If you're gonna do that, Andy Kaufman was was the interge- intergender com- champion. Intergender cum champion, huh? Uh, no, we'll edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, at that point, just do a, a intergender champion. Um, but yeah, I, don't know, I digress. Go. What else we got, Dick? 
Well, there you go. Um, I got really nothing else to say. I feel like the the main story was the Saudi Arabia conspiracy. Um, other than that, because a lot of the news falls into the shows that w- which we'll get into. Yeah, so let's let's get into what happened um, on Raw. Um, more invasion going on. Uh, but it's invasion season, baby. The thing about all this was, you know, it was great to see them invade on SmackDown, but then. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I think I just farted out of my mouth. Yeah, I was going to say, where did that come from? Um, from the bowels. Um, I don't know. I feel like the the shine is already off the diamond in this situation where it's cool to see NXT people, but this storyline has an expiration date. Not only that, but they're fucking up their own takeover going into what they have they're, to do. They're, watering, they're watering down the whole concept of war games for Survivor Series. I agree with you on that. Um, it, it, if you look at through the sh- throughout the shows of this week, the WWE shows, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, there is all one common theme. And NXT, they're trying their best to hype up uh, war games. They really want to make war games a special event. The only problem with that is that the next day there is Survivor Series, and they've already announced what the, what the matches are going to be. And it is going to be a triple threat heavy. You're going to have a, a men's uh, Raw versus uh, men's SmackDown versus men's NXT. And you would think that NXT team is going to consist of participants from the War Games match. I think it's a safe bet to say for both the men and the women as well. And then you also have um, whoever the U.S. champion is, which at this moment it's um, it's AJ Styles versus the Intercontinental Champion, which is currently held by Shinsuke Nakamura, versus the uh, North American belt, which is currently held by Roddy Strong. So you're going to see a lot of triple threat uh, caliber matches right there. But going back to what you're saying, though, yes, they are kind of jeopardizing. They're jeopardizing the concept of war games and having this blood feud that's going on in NXT just to hype up the um, the invasion angle and for the Survivor Series. Yeah, I mean, there's it's exciting. Don't get me wrong. I, we're seeing matches that we're seeing matches like the Miz versus Tommaso Ciampa. We're f- seeing NXT people fight WWE people, which is cool. It's great to see. It's something I I ne- never thought I'd see. Uh, but at the same time, like when. When does it end? Is it just all? I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. Anymore. And well, and here's the thing: is like, what's the payoff to this? There really is no brand payoff. supremacy, bro. But what's that, dude? It's it's me. So, it's so meaningless. Exactly. What does that mean? Um, you know, I, I equate to this like the, like the All Star Games, like with the with, with, you could pick any sport because even now MLB is, falls in that same category. It's just it's just an All Star Game where you have a bunch of talent all competing, and it means absolutely nothing. Exactly. It's just and that's the problem. So I feel like with the the draft and then SmackDown going to Raw and then Crown Jewel and then Survivor Series, we haven't really settled down into storylines. We haven't really settled down as far as the roster goes. Uh, as far as anything, I feel like everything's just kind of going wherever it wants to go. Um without making a lot of sense along the way. I think that WWE really just needs to Pick something and stick with it, and I'm not talking about this Bobby Lashley garbage that we're dealing oh, with. Oh God! Um, uh, let's see what else happened. On I mean, because Raw. Raw did start off with Brock, Brock and Paul coming out and explaining as far as why they're on Raw and why they they're able to be on Raw exclusively because he's Brock Lesnar. He's Brock Lesnar, which I mean makes sense. It's well, cheap, but it makes sense. I mean, and Brock could get away with it, but also at the same time, it just kills the idea of the draft and this roster split. Well. I'll counter that because Paul Heyman did a great job saying Brock Lesnar signed a special contract that he's not held down to. He can basically do it. It's a double standard, basically. But no one else can do it. It's just Brock that signed that contract. So I hopefully we don't see it from anybody else. But then they're also going to be like, oh, well, they did a trade for draft picks and someone else for uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss to go to like. There's gonna be shit like that happening still. There's there's really no point in trying to apply logic to this. They're, no, they're making the rules up as they go. That's that's basically it. Don't they don't don't over try to overthink this like we're like like what I'm doing right now. Don't overthink it. There's no point. Yeah, I mean, part of our thing is to analyze and give our thoughts on what we think is going on and what what we think the they could do better. Um, and I mean, they just kind of hope that we forget about things. And that's the problem. Show to show, they they like, oh well, they, they don't remember what happened last month. Yeah, yes, we do. We, and that's we do the remember. problem is that 
they think the fans are stupid, and that's not the case. You know, the fans are definitely a lot smarter than what they um, than what they portray them as, and what they give them credit for. I mean, you had Natalia beat Oscar in that tag match. Um, remember when Oscar was just dominant and no one could touch her? She loses to Charlotte Flair, and all that all that uh, shine is is off of her now. And now she's tapping out in a tag match when she's the champion uh, to sharpshooter from Natalia. And Natalia's what has Natalia been doing lately? And she beat Beckett the Royal Rumble. Yeah. What happened to that? Nothing. It's, it's um, the the storyline telling is very flawed. You know, for um for the Kofi Kingston storyline that they told over this past year, there are three or four storylines that have just fallen flat. It's just it, it's inconsistency. I don't. I mean, I really can't explain it. Um, but real quick, let me ask you about Seth Rollins. Yeah, he is getting booed more and more by the day. What what do you do? What can you do with them? You stop giving him the Roman Reigns treatment. Um, they they kind of just fucked themselves when they put him with the Fiend. The Fiend doesn't need the Universal Title. We've said it a bunch of times. Um, and he, he basically like went in, destroyed the the Firefly Funhouse set, and that's the one thing that everyone liked. Yeah. Why would why would you do that as a as a babyface? Why would you do that? Why would you commit arson? Um, not only that, but just like I don't know, he's not very like I don't know. I like I like Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is dope, but when they give him these corny lines to say, and they make his character out to be something that I don't think Seth Rollins is, um, it people can see right through that. Well, I mean, they can they could definitely right, see right through that, especially when he's online posting, um, when, he, when he's on Twitter. I mean. I think one of the things he needs to do at the same time is just take it back from from social media and just he not, takes everything really personal. He takes it personal and and he can't do that. And when he reacts that way, we we kind of see who he really is, and it definitely counteracts with who he's being portrayed as his baby face. You know. See, but the thing is, I don't I don't really care about that part about Seth Rollins on Twitter. Like I I care about what I see on TV and what I see on TV. I don't know. It, it to me, it's just the Roman Reigns 2.0, where he is the all conquer babyface um, that says dumb stuff. Um, so yeah, it, it's getting worse and worse as 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 the days go by. He's not believable, and no, it, it's the problem is a lot of the overscripting and producing of a lot of the stuff, especially that Seth Rollins does. You look at you know we saw the Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch promo, the sit down between them two and that got me fired up i believe that those two women hate each other and that they want to show the other one um who's better where seth rollins can go and cut a promo and talk about um his little beady eyes and like you know just uh, he just sounds like a, he sounds like a fanboy it's i i don't i don't believe i don't think that either i just feel like he's just not genuine um yeah i don't know um, but let's keep going because I kind of want to don't want to have the show run very long. Um, yeah, I was going to talk about the Shayna Baszler thing. That was a great, great little uh, there has been promo there is me. one consistency that is that's good. And it's been Shayna Baszler not only on Raw, but also on SmackDown as well. And even on NXT, she's been consistent this uh, this whole way through. She's doing a lot of work. She Hopefully is. Hopefully she's getting paid overtime. I hope so, too. I mean, um, she's definitely, you know, right now is definitely a the time for her to be making a lot of money and hopefully she's getting paid for it. she's she is doing she's putting in the work for it so i i definitely agree with you on that um oh man i don't want to talk about this but let's just talk it over real quick lashley and rusev again it just seems like they 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 really like this angle but no one else does. i don't know why it's it's so cringe and it's not entertaining it's not fun um i i don't know why um we got to go. We have to do this in 2019. I would feel my, my uncle was asking me the other day, like, hey, when's WWE going to come? I want to take my grandkids to uh, to go see a show. I was like, yeah, you, sh- you could. Um, but like right now, they're kind of like doing some stupid like uh, sex storylines. So I don't know if that's going to be good for kids. Like I worry about that now, like especially when WWE had, had a reputation for being you know, good for kids. You can be good for kids and still entertain everybody else too. Right. It doesn't have to be like kitty stuff, but this over the top, oh, we have sex everywhere and 
um, oh, I just want to fuck Bobby Lashley. Like, why? I hurt my groin while. Oh yeah, that, sex. That's, that was th- that was the, another the thing. whole thing. That w- I thought that was hilarious, but at the same time, I feel like Rusev. What Rusev just wants a match now for fucking his taking his wife. Like, ah, that, and then, and like and the, and the explanation given is that I I tore my groin while having sex capades with Lana. Yet. Rusev's a sex addict, you know. I it just that didn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. There's there's the consistency in that one, but there's a ton of inconsistencies with this storyline well, as well. Women lie. Yeah. That's what Vince wants us to get from this. Women lie on the spot. They they can lie, um, and yeah, that was basically raw. I mean, oh, take that back. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Adam Cole. What did you think about this match, Dick? I, it was not as good as the as the Daniel Bryan match on SmackDown. You would think when you hear Seth Rollins, former Universal Champion, yes. versus Adam Cole, current NXT Champion. Seth Rollins was the first ever NXT Champion, right? Um, you would think this match is gonna blow the walls off, and I had more fun watching Pac versus Trent. I agree. Um, I, you know what, dude? I mean, going back to Seth Rollins, I think this is starting to get to him. I mean, it, it, you could tell like this is affecting him. In the ring as well, because lately he just hasn't. I don't. There's just something there's about no Seth. Fire there's, for a guy that burns it down. There's no yeah, fire to him. There's something like he. he I don't know what his, it is. His I, matches have become very paint by numbers, uh, and that's the same thing that goes for, you know, the any top guy. Their matches always are the same. I mean, granted, he was he he had, he he just came off a few with um with Bray Wyatt, and Bray Wyatt is not a technician in the ring by any stretch of the imagination. But with this match with Adam Cole, I was just disappointed. Like I, I don't know. Like I think there is something off in Seth's game right now, and I don't know if it's if it's a result of the fans. If it's if he if he's like if he's not like I don't I don't know. I just really can't put my finger around it. But he's just not the same right now. Hopefully they can figure it out. Um, let's switch over to NXT now. Um, we had the OC invading. Uh, they they laid the SmackDown. On NXT, um, the opening segment showing them getting beaten up outside, and then to the point where, like, uh, I think it's Bobby Fish gets his head thrown into a truck, and you could see him like spit out blood. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice little touch. It was very quick, very subtle, uh, but I saw that. Um, and then I feel like the promo that AJ Styles cut in the ring, he could have gone a little deeper into the fact that, like, I was even too good for NXT. I didn't even. I didn't even spend a second here. I went right. straight to the main roster because that's, that's where true. that's where all the good talent is. Obviously, you know that's not true, but um, I just wish they would have leaned a little bit harder into that. Uh, but that that sets up a six man tag match later in the night: uh, the OC versus uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee. Keith Lee, and Matt Riddle, which was a great match. Um, NXT was good this week. Um, they got a ratings bump, and I think the fact that they're being featured on SmackDown and Fox or on uh, Raw mm-hmm. is helping out getting people aware of NXT to watch them. But at the same time, they have their own pay-per-view to, to go for, and they're just putting everything on hold for this brand supremacy, which really doesn't mean anything. Um, I just feel like, I don't know. We could be doing better, guys. This this uh, NXT invasion, I don't think it was well thought out, like where we're going to go after. Well, I mean, it wasn't won. thought out to begin with because it, it was a reaction to what happened in Saudi Arabia. That's why they went with, that's why they went yeah. with the angle. And it started off hot, and now they're kind of like in limbo. And uh, we've said this before many times. There is an expiration date to this invasion angle, and, and that is Survivor Series. I don't see this invasion angle going any, fur- any, any, any further past Survivor Series. Uh, and if they do, I would be very surprised, but it wouldn't make much sense to keep the invasion going along after Survivor Series. Um, but, yes, they were definitely hyping it up on all three shows, and um, the, even the ratings have shown, because NXT did take a bump, and they were pretty close to beating AEW. They lost by 9,000 viewers. AEW still undefeated, 6-0. Um, and you, Let it, me ask you this real quick. I don't mean to cut you off. Should should this have been the point where NXT won the eight ratings were? Absolutely. AEW is just on TNT. Mm-hmm. You have NXT being promoted on USA and Fox. Um, NXT should be wiping the floor with AEW, I feel like. You would think. Just on the fact that it's WWE, it's still under that same umbrella. 
Um, it should be a lot closer than this. But, you know, I mean, it goes to show you that there is fans like us that appreciate things that AEW is doing. We don't like this overproduced, scripted nonsense with sex storylines going on. Right. You Imagine AEW doing a sex storyline with Britt Baker and uh, Sammy Guevara and, um, I don't know, someone. Awesome Kong. Awesome Kong. Imagine yeah. that. It'd be, it'd be weird. There's but no way they would do some yeah. bullshit like that because they know that the audience is smarter than what WWE thinks. WWE is just going to give out whatever they want. And um, to be fair, I don't think NXT would do that um, it would do that um, storyline either. No. Um, Triple H, you know, Triple H is, that's that's his baby as well, and he knows better than not to, to book stuff like that. Um, but going back real quickly to, um, the, to the ratings, do you see this as a temporary bump, or is this, like, are we going to be expecting the audience to grow we're like what do you think about this because I, I i think when i see this it this is just a temporary bump right now well the numbers are up both ways yes right now um i i think i think that it's gonna stay this way um i don't know for how long uh but i think the fact that both shows increase viewers um and no one really lost viewers is a good sign um but you know like i said with nxt coming so close but needing the help of smackdown and raw I think AEW is still going to be on top. And then what's going to happen after the invasion angle? Because I don't. Because because the way I look at it is, I I see this as like a temporary bump, for now. But then what's going to happen after the invasion angle? Are you going to keep that audience that tuned in for this angle after? Hopefully, th- hopefully you NXT would- shows up. But if I've learned anything, Vince McMahon is not going to put these NXT people over. No, he's just, he's gonna make him look bad. I would be very, very, very surprised if NXT does have a clean sweep at Survivor Series, which I don't expect that, by the way. But um, it's gonna be SmackDown coming out and winning everything because SmackDown is the new yes. show. Last year at Survivor Series, SmackDown and Raw went head to head, and Raw beat everybody. Um, it was a clean sweep across the board, which was awful. Um, the New Day won in the pre-show match, but. The WWE didn't even talk about that. They didn't talk about that. They just talked about like the main show sweep. Yeah, but let's let's keep this show rolling, dude. Um, what do you think of the main event of NXT? I thought I thought it was it was really good. Um, it was a it was a it was it a was, great main event. It definitely um, was the highlight of the show. Uh, it was cool to see AJ Styles mixing it up with Tommaso Ciampa, um, and you know Matt Riddle ends up looking even better than he did before. I want him to fight Brock Lesnar or Goldberg very soon. Absolutely. Um, Matt Riddle is money. I mean, there are people out there who still doubt Matt Riddle, and um, they need to really look at Matt Riddle's game and realize what they're missing out. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Dakota Kai actually went out there and had a really good match, too. Um, and then the opening match was... Uh, oh, um, Angel Garza versus um, Tony... Uh, um, Tony Nice. Tony Nice. Tony Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would have been a that would have been a weird match. I would have right loved there. to see that match. Yeah. Uh, Angel Garza's growing on me, dude. Uh, he is for such a vanilla name. Um, I'm a big uh, Angel Garza fan. The um the sunset power bomb spot really I got a kick out of that spot right there. I love that he yeah because Angel Garza does this thing where his pants rip off. Um, and he do, he teases it in the match, and Tony Nese was like, "No, you're not going to do that." So he went for a sunset flip, sunset flip power bomb off the top rope, and power bombed his pants. I love that. He, I loved it. He like his reaction to it, like he thought he he got him, but he like looked down, was like, "What? Just pants?" And then the crowd popped hard. I popped hard for yes, that. That, that was agree. a really good spot. Um, but yeah, Angel Garza, he's going to be an up and rising star. I feel like, um, I think especially with them going to Mexico, they're going to need guys like him and, um, Humberto Carrillo, um, to kind of help because they always focus on people that, oh, we're going to, we're going to Saudi Arabia. We need to put Mansoor over, right? Make him look good. Um, and, oh, we're going to Mexico now. Well, let's have Cain Velasquez and Rey Mysterio fight and make sure they talk a lot of Spanish. Um, so I can see where that's going. I'm I'm, gl- I'm glad you mentioned Humberto Carrillo. You talk about a tale of two stars. Like I feel like with Carrillo, and Carrillo's a very talented individual, but right now, like he's just dead in the water. They're, well, he's not. He's not a great promo. And, and it's not. I mean, the promo. Yeah, the, I mean, granted, he's not a great promo, but it's just like 
how they're booking him. I mean, he's he's lost like three matches in a row against. He AJ just Styles. lost on Raw. He lost on Raw again. Um, he's lost every match. He's I lost a like. lot of matches, and um, if you're trying to build up someone, that's the last thing you should be doing. Well, I mean, he puts in a good effort, and he looks good in the match, but he needs at one point does he start winning? You yeah, know? exactly. Because um, wins and losses do matter. They do matter. Um, Dijakovic and Swerve, eh, I've seen better. Um, I think Swerve has a uh, has a lot of potential. Absolutely. Um, and Dijakovic is Dijakovic. Um, and that was pretty much NXT. I mean, you had uh, Santana Garrett making her debut and losing in a really bad match. Um, At that that was definitely the down point for for me was um, was the Santana Garrett and um, what's her name. Um, Tayana. Yeah. Yeah. Tayana is still very green. She's not very good. Uh, She's still got a lot to learn. She probably is probably the weakest uh, wrestler in the women's division. Uh, Yes. Um, I'm trying to think. I can't think of any. I can't think of anyone who's probably as bad as Tayana in NXT. In NXT, no. Uh, Maybe. um, What's her name? Aaliyah. Aaliyah. There we go. Aliyah's another one. Bottom tier. Yeah. Bottom tier for Bottom sure. Bottom tier. Her and uh, that other girl that comes out with her. Vanessa Bourne? Vanessa Bourne, yeah. Those are the three that I can easily be like, they're going to need more sizzle down there at NXT. Yes. Uh, but who knows? Vince is going to call him up next week. We'll, be, we'll watch. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's get into Dynamite. What did you think about this show? Another another great show from AEW. A nice palate cleanser. I think by the time AEW rolls around... I um, look for I look forward to Wednesdays. Oh, Wednesdays is so good. Wednesdays dude. is so good. I mean, NXT this week was was good. Was good. Um, Dynamite was great. I liked it. Um, you know, definitely they were hyping it up. Um, they were hyping up. This the is their go home show. This is the go home show. And full gear tonight. We're gonna yes. do predictions in a little bit. Um, the Cody promo. Let's just start off with that. The Cody promo gave me chills. I thought it was amazing. Byron said it was meh. Uh, and Byron's you know Byron is gonna side with WWE all the time. But I'm not the only one that thought this. The Rock went out and he he. Gave Cody yes. a lot of praise. Mick Foley went out. He's there. got universal praise. Um, he got he got a lot of top tier people to come out and be like, "Wow, Cody, that was a great promo." And I believed every word he said. One because it's not overly produced or scripted, but I believed what he said. I don't think I, I agree. When he when he pointed out the fact that Jericho is like, "Oh, well, you you know you had a silver spoon in your mouth," but no one ever brings up the fact that Cody called him out on it too. Hey, your dad was a famous hockey player. Like, what are you talking about? You're just as middle class as I am. Yeah. Um, upper middle class, whatever you want to call it. Um, it got me fired up for this match. And now Cody has said if he does not win this match, he's never going to challenge for the AEW championship again. Do you think they should do you think he should have included that stipulation in there? It kind of gives it away like now I think Cody's going to win. Um, and I, I think that's the wrong move. I think Jericho should still be champion. I agree. Um, so maybe Cody's going to lose. Because I think the right move is to keep the belt on Jericho. Jericho's been doing a, such a good job with it. Um, keep Jericho's champion for as long as you can. Le champion. Le champion. Uh, I'm such a big fan of I, I am too. I mean, uh, the I'm Cody gushing. promo is amazing. Minus, they've had one small thing about it I could criticize. It was definitely toward the end where he says... If I don't beat you, I will not challenge for the AEW Championship again. I don't think he needed to to say that. I don't think he needed to have that stipulation in there. Um, it raises stakes. It raises um, the stakes a little bit, but then it, it kind of, I mean, like, I think it, it could have left it without it, though. Honestly, I think it was a small. It's a it's a minor it's a it's a minor thing, but other than that, it's been it's like one of the greatest. I, I would say one of the greatest babyface promos I have seen and heard in a long time. When was the last time you had a babyface promo like that that gave you that that? You believed, and you're like, "Holy shit!" I I can't remember. I'm unless I'm watching some NWA shit. Um, I I can't remember a, a time when I thought like, "Wow, this this is this makes me want to buy the pay per view." This got me in the building. Exactly. Like I can't even I can't even remember. It's been it's been so long. Um, Jericho's promo yes. package uh, was another highlight of the night for me. Um, just fucking awesome. The fact that they got Virgil. And Chris Jericho's aunt's friend from church on this. Uh, so good. He straight up mocked Cody's promo from two weeks ago. Because when Cody was at home, he was zoned out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, yeah. And you notice how, like, when, like, Brandy was talking to him and then he zoned he's like, out. Yeah, yeah, sure, babe. And then he kisses Brandy on the forehead. And then he did the same thing with Sammy Guevara yes. talking about which bubbly we should get. Yes. Uh, yeah, I thought that was great. 
um, the the line of the night. Uh, there are two. There are, there are two lines for me. Virgil saying, uh, "Chris Jericho's talent is just like Olive Garden, Olive Breads. Garden breadsticks, unlimited. unlimited." Let me say the line, bro. I was gonna say that too. You know. Bro. Well, what's the other one? You you say the, you say yours. Oh man, Chris Jericho is the youngest reigning AEW <laughs> champion. I, that one I got a kick out of. I, I love it. I love Virgil that. Virgil needs to be in AEW now. Sign him up. That one, I think. I think Sammy, Sammy said that line where he said. That oh, Chris, Sammy said that. Sa- yeah, Sammy said that line. That was great. That's so good. Um, AEW killing the game. The fact that they can have Trent and and Pack out there and have a great match. Um, even though Trent is mostly known as a tag team specialist, mm-hmm. goes out there and hangs with Pack. They fucked up the finish a little bit, uh, but I can overlook that just on the whole match by itself. I will say this. I am kind of getting tired of the refs uh, not enforcing the rules. Yeah, that is a, that is a, that is a weakness right there. Um, they um, Except Aubrey. Ref Aubrey, she fucking she's, holds she's, it down. She holds it down. All the other jabrones need to fucking get their shit together. Even Knox. Um, a lot of looking the other way, a lot of distractions. Um, I get that they had to have the Orange Cassidy spot. I get that. Uh, but uh, maybe just don't. Maybe I don't know. They don't need to do it every week. No, I I, I agree with you. Um, and Brian, I love Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I, I do too. And Brian Alvarez brought up a good point. He uh, he mentioned uh, that if you're in the ring, you should be disqualified. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I agree with him. He he that that, that is a good point. Um, and he did technically did strike. Um, he did strike him. And I mean, yeah, the lackadaisical kicks. Lackadaisical kicks. It's still a strike. Therefore, he should be disqualified. And you're in and logic logic would explain that. Um. He's right on that because if you go like let's say let's say in a in a in a, in a, in a MMA match you jump in the you jump in the ring that match is going to be over, absolutely. So it makes sense from that perspective, but I know why they do that because they that Orange Cassidy spot's very hot. But at the same time, they if they do it every week, it's gonna it's gonna run its course really quick. Yeah, so definitely need to lock up the rules a little bit. That's that's really my only complaint about Ada. That and I feel like I don't know if it's for you, but for me definitely I can't hear the announcers that good. I feel like maybe they have the crowd too loud. Is it just my TV or do you hear that? I can too? hear the I can hear the announcers uh fine. Okay, so maybe it's just so, my TV. Um, they they were they were they were okay. Um but going back to but one one thing I think they still need to f- work on is when they do the promo packages, you could still hear the um Oh, the audience absolutely. They need that, to cut out the crowd. Cut out the mic. Um, that they still haven't done yet because you can still hear the um, people, you can still hear the fans being audible during the Jericho promo. Like loud chants where yes. I can't even hear the promo anymore. I can't, I'm not, I can't see the video because people are chanting for Cody. Yes. Uh, for whatever reason. Like, come on, guys. Um, but real quick, going back to the match, a uh, great match. The ending, though, they did botch the ending. Um, yeah. When, when, um, when Pac went for the uh, Black Arrow, uh, the ref went one, two, and stopped his count. Um, Trent didn't raise his shoulder up. I mean, you can make the argument and say that Trent should have raised his shoulder up. Maybe that was going to be the finish where, like, it was going to be a two-and-a-half count and then transition over into uh, the Brutalizer. Um, or the ref should have just played it by ear and be like, you know what, I'm going to shoot it, one, two, three, and that they, was it. I think the ref should always shoot. You should absolutely shoot for that. Um yeah, that was pretty bad because the camera was right there too. It was right in front. Yeah, but I mean, aside from that, I mean, it was a great match up until that botch. Yeah, let's talk about the main event, dude. Uh, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Oh my God, what the star power in this! That ring. was a great, uh, great main event match. Uh, great main event. Another uh, another thing about AEW, uh, the the finish of this. I feel like they had maybe five extra minutes of airtime that they didn't they did think they were going to have so i feel like the brawl at the end it kind of just went crazy but i do like all the storylines kind of melding into one segment you have moxley coming out and he's by himself and he's just fucking up anybody you have omega coming out with his uh barbar broomstick and then you have um you know the elite guys fighting the inner circle guys it was it was bedlam at the end of the show absolutely Um, and it was fun, but I feel like that went a little too long. I feel like they were really stalling for time. I feel like it should have just ended with, you know, the crossroads to Jericho, hold up the title, and out. Cut to cat, cut to black. You're right, but they did go out a little further. Um, you know, Moxie did come in the crowd, uh, and then Kenny challenged him, and then it just became bedlam. Don't get me wrong. I thought I thought it was great, but yes, they did go on a little too long. 
But I thought overall for it being the go home show, it was a great go home show. And oh yeah, it. I, I haven't seen a go home show as good in a long time, and um, WWE should take note. I mean, yeah, if they have to be taking notes of what AEW is doing, although they haven't changed a thing. They really haven't. Um, they've they've only um, introduced new talent, which is exciting, but that's just a band aid on a on a on a gunshot wound. I yes. feel like. Um, Private Party versus Dark Order. A lot of people hate Dark Order. I am a big Dark Order fan, uh, especially because I knew them as the Super Smash Brothers. Uh, maybe that's why they get a pass for me. But I, I like the, I like the gimmick. I like the whole the mask. I like the gimps. I like I don't know. It's weird. I like it. Um, I'm a Stu Grayson fan. Yeah, Stu Grayson. I, awesome. I like Stu Grayson. He's he carried that match. Um, he was play. He was player one, right, or player two? Player two. Yeah. Um. But then, you know, you have the private party who's, you know, their stock is on the rise. Their ceiling is mm-hmm. so high. Um, they go out and I, I didn't I didn't get it because maybe I couldn't hear the announcers very well. But they uh, were holding up bronze medals for the winner of this match. Right. Um, so in the tag team tournament, there was a first, second and third place, which is cool. Very sports oriented. I just thought it was weird that they were holding up medals. Then they announced that the winner of that match is going to be added to a triple threat for the tag team titles. So it's going to be Private Party, right? Private yes. Party won that match. Yes. Uh, against the Lucha Bros, against uh, Best Friends? No, it's... Um, SCU. SCU. I'm sorry. SCU, the champions. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, that's going to be an awesome match at Full Gear tonight. Um, and then you have... Uh, what, what else happened on... I think that was it. I think we pretty much covered what we needed to cover. Um, yeah, essentially, like all the ma- the matches that happened on the show, they were there for a reason. They had the built up to lead into um, full gear. Um, which do you want to go ahead and get into it right now? Uh, let's save it. Uh, we still got to get through SmackDown real quick. Yeah, okay, I mean it would be probably a better segue though, since we're talking about NXT. But I like saving our predictions for the end okay, of the show. That's fine. Um, so let's just get into SmackDown. Yeah. It's going to be quick because SmackDown was god awful last night. Um. I I feel bad for the people in Manchester that have to wait, you know, whenever they come around once a year mm-hmm. um, to get a show like this. Uh, and ugh. real quickly, um, WWE, they went ahead and taped uh, Raw in advance. I'm not going to go and spoil um, Raw for you. But from what I've heard, um, I feel bad for the fans of Manchester that had to go through that. Spoiler alert: It's a bad show. Yes, uh, that's all we'll say from what we've heard. And if you want to, if you really want to read up on it or find out what happened, you have the power of the internet to go in there and um, find out yourselves. We'll cover it next week when we get a chance to actually watch Raw um, when it's actually on the air. Yes, um, Heavy Machinery was, was going to come out and have a match, and I was like, "Wow, that's weird." Heavy Machinery is coming out. I don't know if they're in a, a storyline with anybody. Boom. Imperium comes out. I like that. I thought I thought it was cool that they're in UK. Let's use NXT UK um, to keep whatever story they want to tell with this. Absolutely. Um, I thought I thought that was a nice touch. Um, Sasha Banks and Nikki Cross had a good match. I felt like it went too long, um, but I digress. What What do you think of uh, Sasha's new entrance? It's I got to get used to it. I I don't I don't know what was wrong with her music before. I mean, do you? I mean, because she did, she did have that music as a heel. Oh, did she? Okay, but I mean, like her, I mean, I'm, I'm, like her old music, because that's what she came out to as a heel and as a babyface. But she did have a remix of her of her entrance. I I don't I don't think I noticed that. I, I might have fast forwarded. I fast forwarded this for okay. a lot. Just just FYI, they, she did change her music right there. But I guess to kind of coincide with her being a heel. Uh, Bailey was on commentary. They before the match, Bailey cut a promo, and I just don't I don't I don't buy Bailey as a as a bad guy or. I don't it, think she believes that. I don't know. It's really weird. I don't get Bailey. I think that's that's a the that's, change of attitude is, you know, it's not really coming across. She she needed the change. She absolutely definitely needed the change because where she was at before it was it was getting, it was getting her nowhere, and I think right now um, where she's at right now, it's not much better. Part of it is I I don't think she she believes it, but also at the same time, if you're if this is what you're given. And you don't believe it. How? I mean, if you can only do so much with what you're given, so I, I, I kind of see it from that perspective as well. Yeah, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I, it's not believable. I, I, no, I, I understand what you're saying. It's and when she, you when you look at Becky and Shayna Baszler, that match 
is going to sell tickets. But then you add Bailey to that, and you're like, why? Ba- I don't know. She's Bailey's, an afterthought to Bailey's this. Bailey's an afterthought. She's not really adding anything to anything right now, I feel like. The the heel turn was nice. It was good. But, you know, you can't just cut your hair and, you know, put on evil makeup and make me think that you're a bad guy. And I think that's the problem right there is when you have um, when you have Becky and then you have Shayna Baszler and that promo on Raw and people wanted to see them on a one in a one on one match. And then you throw Bailey in there just for the sake of having a triple threat match, having all three brands um in that match, yeah, there is going to be an odd person out. Out of person out, unfortunately, is Bailey. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, another. Can we get, can we, can we get into the bad? There's a lot of bad. Let's get into this. Yeah. Um, I clocked almost 20 minutes of SmackDown television with not one single wrestling thing. Uh, Corbin came out and t- rambled for like 15 minutes about how. Roman isn't the big dog and how he's a chihuahua. And then they cut to like literally two minutes of a CGI dog barking like a chihuahua. That was bad. That was terrible. It was so bad. And then why, if that was me, if that was me and he's calling me a chihuahua, why do I give a fuck? Why, why that's going to get me mad. That's going to make me want to fight you. People have called me way worse and I don't give a shit. Right. Um, How just, it just goes to show you like, how thin skin I mean, like you're you're portraying Roman as a this thin skinned individual and he shouldn't be that he shouldn't be the case. If he's gonna be the big dog, he should not be thin skinned. No. And then you have Shorty G going out there, Chad Gable, and ratting out ratting out Corbin because Roman Reigns wasn't even in the building yet. Um I thought that was so that's so he did bad. he did rat him out. Um but more he so called you a Chihuahua. Did yeah. You, you weren't here, but he called you a Chihuahua. For that like was fifteen minutes. That was pretty bad. But um, what's worse is that those is that attire. That attire. But I've already said enough about how I feel sh- about the name and the attire. It's funny. He's short and he's in basketball gear. Yeah, Hilarious. he's average height. The fact that he was on a tag team with Ali and was standing taller than Ali. Yeah, is ridiculous. It, it, that's didn't did no one think about that? Daniel Bryan's the same height as him. Exactly. He's not that short. He's probably taller than I am. He's average height. Average height. Anyways, um, that was 15 minutes. I had to open up Raw, I mean, SmackDown. Feel Jeez, bad. It's the same thing, really, if you think about it. Raw, SmackDown. I mean, we saw yeah. this six months ago. Um, something else that you know happened that I'm, I get, I get why they did it because they need to have a team in this triple threat match that they're going to do that's going to represent SmackDown. Uh, don't have a problem with the revival. They WWE does. Uh, the New Day are the seven time world tag team champions um how did, did you see that coming mm, i didn't really see i didn't i you know i i barely realized that the titles were online until until we got to that match and it's just i just find it convenient that kofi is now a champion again yeah and yet he's not even going after the, which is a bigger problem right there because could care less about the world title yes could care less about the world title and we got to put the we're gonna give him a secondary belt to go after instead and it just goes to show you that the, the six-month reign that Kofi had it means nothing. All that work he put into there means absolutely nothing. Here's the title. Hold this. Just hold this. Don't go crazy. Just oh, hold and, it. And by the way, we're putting the title on you just as a way just to get the fans to think like, oh, don't worry. We haven't forgotten about you. Here you yeah. go. Um, yeah. Unfortunate. Um, but I do like the fact that because basically the triple threat was going to be all, all NXT teams basically yes um so i like that you're gonna have um undisputed era viking raiders and now the new day which is another kind of a dream match uh, kofi and biggie in there but the thing with this whole nxt thing that kind of bothers me is that people on raw and smackdown are all from nxt for the most part there's a lot lot of of talent from nxt yes so like you look at a guy like Ricochet. Why is he? He was down in NXT for how long, and he's been on the main roster for a couple months, and now all of exactly. a sudden he wants to fight um, NXT people. It just doesn't. I don't. It's so manufactured. It's exactly. It's a manufactured, it's manufactured. Um Is Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro and Sami Zayn a faction now? No, I know that uh, Sami Zayn for the longest was trying to recruit Daniel Bryan. He was trying to recruit him again tonight, um, and they had a match. 
uh, Cesaro and um, Nakamura team, teamed up. I fucking love that. I think that's it so. Was a, I think that's so dope. That's a power team. That's a power trio. You add Daniel Bryan to that mix, which I don't think Daniel Bryan's gonna uh, <laughs> sign up with Sammy now because uh, why would you after? Um, yeah. Why would you after uh, the Fiend attacks you and uh, Sammy, Sammy Zane runs off? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't sign up. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, good. Where were you? I thought you said you were going to have my back all the time. And look, at it, I got fucking mandible clawed to death. Um, so that, I mean, that was something. Um, other than that, SmackDown was very missable. Um, I was watching it and The main hating. event, by I, the way, what was the main event for those that didn't watch it? Uh, what was the main event? Roman Reigns versus Baron oh, Corbin. Yeah, that's right. For the millionth time. I literally fast forwarded that whole match. Don't worry, you didn't miss out much. I'm surprised Corbin won. Um, but the fact that he this, had to win one. This is how WWE sees both of those guys. We're gonna go to overseas and give the fans a real treat. We're gonna give them Corbin and Roman Reigns are two biggest people. No, it's gonna be further from the truth. In fact, Roman Reigns to me feels so cold right now. Yeah, he does. I don't know if it's because he's on the losing streak, but since he came back, um, there's no fire to him at all. Maybe because they're focusing on Seth and, and The Fiend, but Roman Reigns is a total like, afterthought. Like, I think I think the reason is, you're right, is, is with Seth, and also they don't want to put the title on Roman, and they don't want the fans to turn on Roman again. So I think that's the reason why they're doing this. It's like they're afraid of putting the push, giving Roman that push he had before, because they're afraid that the fans are going to go ahead and shit on him again, which is fair. But at the same time, though, what they're doing right now, they're making him as cold as he's ever been. It's like, you're Roman Reigns. It's like, what do you do with him? Like, you're kind of stuck with these two options, and neither option's very... It, it's not It's not a good option. It's kind of the R- Randy Orton kind of thing going on, where he's there, he's a big star, but you're not using him quite as much as you used to. Right. Oh, and speaking of Randy Orton, real quick, I don't think we covered this... Um, he happened to resign with WWE. Yeah. So, multi-year contract. Everyone saw that coming. I don't, I don't think for a second. See, I don't see what I understand is people thinking that he was going to leave for AEW. Why? He has the best schedule and makes a shitload of money. Why would he go to AEW? I mean, you could wrestle one time a week, maybe. But I, I never bought into. I never bought into Randy. Or the reason why I bring this up is I never bought into Randy Orton leaving WWE. He was never going to leave to begin with. Not for a second did I think that. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to re- mention the news because I didn't buy it to begin with. Uh, but just a little FYI for those that did think that he was going to leave, um, I never saw that coming. I mean, yeah, he might go on, he might go on, um, he might go online and, and when he plays uh, Call of Duty, where the fuck he plays, drinking, talking shit. At the end of the day, he's going to resign with WWE. I never saw that coming. I mean, I never believed it to begin with. Yeah. Um, let's get into speaking of all elite wrestling. Let's get into AW Full Gear. These are our predictions, guys. Keep track of us and we will keep track maybe um let's just go down the list oh i forgot this is going to be the first eight this is going to be the first um official title on the line me versus you winner of this pay-per-view predictions gets the title and holds on to that okay so um we're gonna have to keep track of this somehow i'm gonna i'll write it down then okay so let's just go bottom to top let's see what we got Joey Janela versus Sean Spears. Joey Janela had his tooth ripped out by Sean Spears on AEW Dark. Uh, this one's going to be, I mean, it's not a no holds barred match or anything like that, but this one's going to be, uh, this one's going to be good. I feel like this might be a opening match. This might be a sleeper. Uh, Joey Janela versus Sean Spears. Who do you got in this one, Dick? This one's not going to be a dark match, right? Uh, no. Okay. Um, why, after watching Full Gear, you would. I mean, after, I'm sorry. After watching AW Dark, you would think that Janela would get his revenge against uh, Sean Spears. Um, I I don't know, man. I think at the same time though, Sean Spears needs to pick up a major win, and you know he needs to get some sort of momentum, especially when you have uh, Tully Tully Blanchard in, in your corner. Um, so for that, I think I'm have to go with Sean Spears. Uh, yeah, I I feel like uh, Spears needs um, since the whole Cody thing. He's kind of cooled down, I feel like, yes. a lot. Um, so he could absolutely use a good, convincing victory. So I'm also going to go with Sean Spears. And Janela can lose, and he can, you can always build him back up. I think there's more upside to Janela long-term as opposed to Sean Spears. Absolutely. Um, because, yeah, Joey Janela is not Teflon, but he can definitely be rebuilt 
uh, Sean Spears, you know, he has the whole 10 thing. Um, he, I feel like he needs to something uh, to get that. If he wants to be a heel, he definitely needs that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's go into the dark match. Uh, let's go be a Priestley versus Britt Baker in a singles match. Um, I got to go Britt Baker on this one. Yeah, because the storyline um, has you thinking that, that um, Bia Priestley did injure Britt Baker. She did uh, leave her a black eye. And um, there's been a lot of uh, support lately with Britt Baker. They're trying to build her up as his, as his baby face. They've been trying. They've been trying. Um, whether you think it's been working or not, that's entirely up to you. Um, although she did get a nice reaction when she was in Pittsburgh. Um, Britsburg. Britsburg, there you go. Uh, but yeah, the way this story's been going, I mean, it would make sense for Britt to get her to get her um, receipt on um, Bia Priestley. So I'm gonna go with Britt on this one. Okay, all right. After that, we have uh, the singles match for the AEW Women's World Championship. Riho takes on Emi Sakura. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I am gonna wait because this is your turn, Dick. Uh, who do you got in this one? Well, it's it is the teacher versus the student, and that's what they've been uh, portraying on um, Dynamite. Um, I don't see Rio losing the title anytime soon. I would be very surprised if uh, Emi Sakura does win. Um, I think this would be a good match. They've already they've they've wrestled uh, numerous times throughout um, throughout their careers in Japan, so I don't expect this to be a um, a bad match by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm still gonna go with Rio on this on this one. Yeah, Rio Rio's done a great job uh, as a champion. Uh, I don't want anything bad to ever happen to her in life ever. Um, and I think Rio's gonna gonna win this match also. Um, after that, we have um, let's go with the tag match. This one's gonna be the I'm gonna call it right now. This one's probably gonna be match of the night. Triple threat tag team match for the AEW Tag Team Championship. SoCal Uncensored versus Lucha Bros versus Private Party. Oh, man, this one's going to be awesome. Uh, I love all six of these guys. I am, however, going to go with the Lucha Brothers. Um, I feel like they okay. should. I feel like they should have won the tag championship tournament, and uh, this would be a great way to, to get them up there. No, I I agree. Because um, the the finale for the tag the tag match, the tag tag team championship match was very good, but it was a surprise ending. Um, I did not. No one expected SCU to win. That was a very uh, that was a shocker win. I I have to agree with you on that one. I'm thinking about to go with Lucha Bros on this one. I think they should have won, and um, they need to have. I think with these championships, you want to establish whoever is a champion. You want to have these guys give them a long reign, and I could definitely see Lucha Bros having a long reign, especially if they're going to be building up to uh, Lucha Bros Young Bucks again. Yeah, uh, SCU, great tag team, um, part of being the elite, um, and I feel like. They won just to be able to say that they were the first, but Lucha Bros are gonna. Are gonna win. Yeah, and much and much love to SCU as always. Absolutely, God, you, how can you not? Um, after that, we got Adam Page versus Pack uh, in a singles match. This is this is one of the storylines that they spent a, uh, some, a, a good amount of time going back all the way to Double or Nothing. Yes. Um, so this has been a long time coming. They they this might be the rubber match. I feel like. I believe they're one and one. Um, so, the the thing I like about Pack is he knows that the re- the the records count, mm-hmm. wins and losses count. He wants to have a good record. Um, so that's gonna be a big story going into this match. I think uh, is it my turn or your turn? Your turn. Go for it. All right, I'm gonna go with Adam Hangman Page on this one. Uh, Pack is a bastard. He he looked really strong against Trent. Um, although, you know, I think big things are on the horizon for Hangman. So I'm going to go Hangman on this one. I, I Well, yes, big things are on the horizon for Hangman. Hangman is going to definitely be the future. Um, and that's the reason why I'm going to go with Pac on this one. I think Pac's going to win the rubber match. Okay. Um, you want to establish, I think you need to establish Pac as one of your up, upper uh, mid-card, upper, upper talent um, at the moment. Um, and you need definitely need some, you definitely need, um, a heel aside from Jericho, who is up in that main, in, in that upper main card, uh, main event picture. Okay. And with Paige, you can always build Paige. Paige is always going to be a long term guy, so it's okay for him to lose now, and then build him up later on down the road because you you are going to do that eventually. All right, I see what you're thinking. This this might be the one that because we've agreed up until this match. Yes. Um. After that, we have the Young Bucks versus Carlos Santana. 
and Tito Ortiz. Pride and powerful. Proud and powerful. Sounds like a like a, like a gay nightclub. Like a Latin gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could. Yeah. It, it it does sound like that. Uh, straight up tag team match. Uh, who do you got in this one, Dick? I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go Santana and Ortiz on this one. Uh, this is gonna be their first big match in AEW because uh, they've had a couple matches on on um, on Dynamite, but they were mainly squash matches. And you want to build up Santana Ortiz. I feel like this rivalry is just started between these two. You can you can go for on for for a little bit longer. So I'm gonna go with Santana Ortiz. Um, I as well. I'm gonna go with Santana Ortiz. Uh, everything you said is exactly what I was thinking. Um, this is gonna be the first thing you got to make the inner circle look strong. Um, yes. And when these two factions do the elite versus the inner circle go head to head, um, they're gonna really turn the house on this is just the appetizer this is just you know the introduction to what we're going to eventually get so i'm gonna go santana and ortiz on this one too okay nice nice and then we got the two matches that are coming up that you could argue either one could be the main event as the last match on the show um which one do you think is gonna go second to last um i think it's gonna be the i think the main event is gonna be kenny and, and, and moxley okay I, I, um, I think that seems to be the, uh, cons- uh, the consensus. I can hear Justin Roberts coming out like that concludes the official card for this show. This is going to be an unsanctioned match uh, to close out. Um, so let's and go. And rightfully so. Yeah. And that was another thing that I noticed on AW Dark or a- on AW Dynamite. The fact that Justin Roberts comes out and announces, ladies and gentlemen, this is your main event for the evening. Like, yes. It makes it feel like a big deal. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Um, just little things like that. They they just get. They know what to do. Um, so let's go. Cody versus Chris Jericho. Uh, this is gonna be this, uh, this another match of the night candidate. Uh, for the AEW World Championship. If Cody loses, he will never challenge for the AEW World Championship again. Dick, who do you got on this one? And um, just real quickly, I just want to mention that this is um, this is scheduled for a sixty-minute time match. Oh yes. That if it goes to the 60-minute time limit, there are going to be judges on there that are going to score it. So there is going to be, um, there is going to be a, a, it is going to come down to whoever is, scores the most points. It's going to be determined by the judge if that's the case. So let me ask you this: Is the match going to go 60 minutes? I hope not. I hope not either, because I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. I mean, it would be hard for a 48-year-old Chris Jericho to wrestle 60 minutes. Now, if it was a match with like a 30 minute time limit or 20 minute time I could limit see I that. could see it going to the judges but I don't think this is going to Yeah, go to definitely judges. not. So I do love that component of having that in AEW. Yes. That sounds awesome to me. Um and I don't think they're going to rely on it every single time. No, no, no. For a main event that you need a winner, that's absolutely the right call. Um is it my turn or your turn, Dick? Um I I'll, I'll go this time. Um Oh, I'd, actually you went you went uh, this this one's mine. Okay, go for it. Um the, the the stipulation really throws me over a barrel on this one, because ah man, I'm gonna go Jericho. I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with my gut. I'm gonna go Chris Jericho on this one. I feel like Jericho um, has been doing such a good job with the title, um, and yeah, keep keep that inner circle going strong. So I'm gonna go Jericho. As great as Cody's promo was, and believe me, it made me believe that he you know he wants this belt and he wants to become champion. It's just not the smart move right now to put the belt on to take the belt off of Jericho. Um, you want to build up Jericho as his, as his champion for a long time, and then you you eventually want to have someone who um, can take it away from him. And I think right now is too soon for um, for that to happen. So definitely going with Jericho on this one, and I think it's gonna be a great match. I think it's gonna be a, a better match than what a lot of people are gonna think. Yeah, uh, this is Cody's moment. This is. For, for him to be ungoddamn deniable. Um, after that, main event, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in an on non-sanctioned lights out match. So it's gonna be a, a hardcore match basically. Yes. Um who do you got and why on this one, Dick? Oh man. Um you know, I this one's gonna be this one's gonna be hard for me to call because at the same time, like Kenny Omega does need to pick up some wins if he's going to be challenging for the championship. I mean, because I, I think that's going to be the next logical step as far as whoever wins. That's where Kenny Omega is going to go. 
But at the same time, though, like you want to build up John Moxley, and I think John Moxley definitely needs this win more than Kenny Omega at the moment. Because um, Kenny Omega, I mean, you know, he can always be hot any moment. I'm gonna go with Moxley. This match um, does not count to wins and loss records. That's true. They, they established that because uh, it is non-sanctioned. Um, I am also going to go with Moxley on this one, too, because just like you said, I think um, I don't think he's had like that that I'm here moment. Other than, you know, the the thing at Double or Nothing that. He yeah. Did. Uh, but as far as like a, a match that puts Moxley on the on the map, I don't think he's had it yet. Um, and this is going to be that match. And you're right. I completely forgot that it's not going to count against a win and loss record. So Kenny Omega can lose, and it won't hurt him as far as the win and loss matches go. Um, it could hurt him as far as momentum goes, but in the win and loss column, no, it won't hurt him. You're absolutely right. I completely forgot about that So you mentioned it to me. Yeah, so, I mean, this match this match is going to be awesome, too. So those are all our predictions. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to try to get this show out in the next 10 minutes. So... Um, we can start watching this yes. uh, AW show. Thank you guys so much for listening, joining us, downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your neighbors. Uh, we're available on all podcasting platforms. We're available on YouTube sometimes, Pornhub sometimes. Uh, but definitely, thank you so much for listening. And remember, we are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting. And we will see you next week. <laughs>